0: this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for our inaugural episode of Schlockdown. This is uh, a, a regular program that we'll be having for a while where we discuss schlocky movies, and we might get a little bit into a game called Schlock that that I've sort of been noodling at, and we'll probably just be noodling at for the foreseeable future. I'm not I don't have any intention of releasing it anytime soon, so I'm just kind of fiddling with this game uh and normally we're going to have joel clark with us here but today he couldn't make it and I, i also wanted to mention that we're not in our normal locations because of everything going on with covid so so there may be some background noise due to that which i don't know if we'll be able to to fix it after we record the episode or not. So if you hear background noise, that's why. And we're going to be working on that as the weeks unfold. Today we're going to be talking about a movie called Bad Taste. And I should mention this started because we did a film about a week ago or two weeks ago called Street Trash. And the movie was – uh, a real interesting sort of hidden gem that gets into schlocky territory, and we decided it would be fun to continue doing that. So, so today we're going to be talking about Bad Taste. This is a film from 1987. It's directed by Peter Jackson. I had actually not seen this movie. It's the kind of movie I definitely would have seen growing up. Like, it's right up my alley. But I was not aware of it because... The internet didn't exist back then, and we saw what was ever on the video shelf or whatever our friends told us about and had bought it like Suncoast and stuff. So so this is my first time seeing it. It's about... Okay, how would I describe the plot? Aliens, uh, is this set... uh, Adam, is this set in New Zealand? Because I wasn't familiar with the geography. it
1: is explicitly set in
0: New Zealand. Zealand. Okay. uh,
1: But yeah, and obviously... Yeah, a town in New Zealand, uh, everyone in the town in New Zealand is wiped out, and this special operations team uh, is sent in to uh, go investigate what happened in the town is pretty much the setup.
0: And aliens are involved, so... uh, and and yeah. and i think you know and and the and the big twist is that the aliens are trying to turn humans into fast food basically and they're collecting samples to bring to some kind of company i think it was like the crumb something the crumb uh, i can't remember yeah. the name it had had an elaborate name that added some charm to it but uh you know my the, the first peter jackson movie i had ever seen was dead alive which uh adam is called brain dead elsewhere is that the the oh uh, uh,
1: yeah brain dead is the original title of it
0: so so this was interesting to see number one because it's in similar territory to dead alive for sure mm-hmm. but it's not quite as ornate as that movie this is this no. is definitely much more bare bones it, they're sort of limited to like a hill and a house and <laughs> and the road connecting those two sites um the the, the yeah. it's really low budget looking uh, and the act right over
1: the course of four years too really yeah
0: <laughs> Wow,
1: other interesting
0: point. See, I wish I had known that going in because I would have been looking for evidence of that. But I, I, which I'm sure is present.
1: I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you some in a little bit once we get into the well, details well, of
0: the movie. Well, one that I was wondering about was Peter Jackson's beard because he plays two characters and one of them has a beard and one of them doesn't. So. That you was know, the
1: clue uh, yeah, I was going to bring yeah. up, but uh, yeah,
0: um,
1: <laughs> and, he, and he does a fight scene with himself with and without the beard too yeah, in the
0: movie. Yeah, it, <laughs> and it was, it, 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 and it's funny because when I I knew you told me Peter Jackson starred in it, and I thought he was play when I because you know this was a long time ago, so I'm like he must have looked so much younger, and I think he I think I thought he was playing Ozzy. Or one one of these other characters, or maybe the Barry character. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what the uh, what the what the characters' names were by sight. Yeah, but
1: Barry's the, probably the one you're thinking of. I'm thinking.
0: Um, but but he,
1: he's, the, he's the other guy that has a beard, so that's probably the guy
0: you're uh, thinking okay. of. Played by Peter O'Hearn. And uh, so so my my view, so I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. It it definitely is the kind of film that you have to know what you're getting into when you watch it to enjoy it Um, it it reminded me of the movies that we used to that we used to rent when I was a kid and I can tell you the scene when it would have become a hit with us like this would have been a movie we would have rented and we would have been nodding our heads and being okay with it but then when the Derek character smashes out his brains and gets back up that's that's when it would have become like a a resounding hit for us that's that's the sort of stuff we were looking for in movies like this so and i think now people will see that they'll be like oh that's a real quirky thing but but that's like why we would have watched a film like this so um, yeah,
1: that is that is one of the things about I, I saw this movie back when it first came out on video back in the day. And uh, and yeah, that and I haven't watched it since until now. And so but that is something, you know, And obviously I had no idea who Peter Jackson was or anything no. back then. But uh, but yeah, it's that that was that. That element of the guy, guy's brains falling out of his head repeatedly throughout the movie and him stuffing them back in, uh, was something that has always stayed with me.
0: Well, what I liked about it was you're expecting that he's going to rise up and he's going to become like a minion of the aliens or something, but no, he's just really determined. And the only the only internal logic in the movie that they supply to explain it is that his name is Derek. Like, there's this whole he has this line where he says, "Dereks don't run." Do you know what I mean yeah. I can't run away, I'm a Derek. And I, and, I, and I don't know, maybe that's a New Zealand saying or something, or maybe I, I have no idea, but I heard that, and I was like, that makes zero sense. Being named Derek doesn't have any impact on whether you run or no, don't run. And so I concluded that in the universe that this movie is set in, there's just something unique. About being named Derek, oh, there yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a.
1: I don't, I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just a ridiculous throwaway line. I kind of interpreted it as just being funny because it just didn't make any sense. Well, but... but but then it makes
0: sense when he gets up and he's like, you know what I mean? So, the,
1: the majesty of
0: Derek. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, just. No, no. I don't know. Maybe it's like the fact that you're named Derek. Maybe it's the maybe there's just a long line of famous Derek's in this movie that are known for enduring hardship and he's just yeah. emulating them i don't know but like i feel like there's a reason in this universe that he exists in to be doing those things because it was it was taken to such a ridiculous level with his character that
1: yeah yeah i have to say watching the movie a second time it one thing that struck me is i because obviously like i said i remembered the part of him falling off the cliff and smashing his head and everything and and there's so many points before he actually falls where he almost falls
0: off a cliff. It's yeah.
1: like, I can think, oh, here's the part. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, well, this is the
0: part where, it, nope. <laughs> well, here here's one thing I did notice watching this movie, because it's a real low-budget, crappy-looking film, and if I had seen it when it came out, I wouldn't, like, when I saw Dead Alive, I thought it was great. I didn't think, oh, this is a magnificent director. I thought, this is a funny director who has a great sense of humor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But watching this movie, I was like, you know, he's turning a hill and a bit of rope into something really interesting and
1: it's it's really cheap but i think there is some real kind of craft going on with what he's doing like the the action scenes obviously the people performing the action scenes are not great stunt men or fight <laughs> yeah. I know. But I, I feel like the fights are very clear. They're laid out well. The shots make a lot a lot more sense than a lot of big budget movies. Yeah. As far as following what's going on. There's like clearly some talent behind this, even if there's no money behind it at well,
0: all. And just the fact that he's getting that level of tension over those bare bones ingredients. That's what I was impressed by it it's just you know there's yeah there's literally nothing here except like him a couple of other people and that that bit of rope hanging over the over the ledge but i'm very i'm very engaged with what's going on so
1: when you say when you say a couple of people a lot of the early parts of this movie were done before he had any funding at all like most of the stuff you know know, there's a, a big chunk of the early movie is you know Peter Jackson playing Derek and Peter yeah. Jackson playing Robert as the that one alien minion, and them fighting each other for a long time. All that part of the movie was like the earliest stuff shot, and it was just Peter Jackson. He didn't even have anyone else. It was just him setting up a camera and shooting stuff and just doing doing it, basically well, making a movie entirely by himself. Of course, he did the special effects for the movie too, on top of everything else, and for for low budget movie i think the special effects are
0: are pretty good actually no they, they were because it's you know why because it's practical glory effects um yeah and uh, so i want to talk about both those things the first thing is the fact that every everybody in this movie kind of does double duty and plays two characters i think right like there's a lot of people that are credited oh. with two characters i believe but but the Peter Jackson one is the one you notice because Derek is such an unusual character. And Derek looks so different than Peter Jackson with the long hair and the beard. And his his range, if I had to put it... If I had to draw comparisons, he's basically like Tully, the Rick Moranis character from Ghostbusters, and the oh. Ogre character from The Revenge of the Nerds. That's sort of the range of characters that he gets. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd go with that, definitely. But... <laughs> But in terms of the effects, I thought that the alien costumes, which you don't see until the very, very end, they're all in human guise the whole way through, which, again, it's one of these things where, and I think in a more recent movie, they would just jump right to the alien costume right away. But a lot of these older movies, they really make you wait to see you know what the creature looks like and that 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 uh, I, I they do
1: aside from the fact that the uh the uh when you rented the video the cover of the video was yeah one of
0: the yeah well <laughs> and again that you know that that i i i i i think that that's just a product of how marketing tends to work uh, I, but I, I, but but in terms of the movie and 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 in a way that that Having that on the cover kind of worked to its advantage because I knew that. I saw that on the cover. I was like, well, that must be what the alien looked like. But they don't show us. And I know it's an old enough movie that the covers don't always match the content. So I was Mm -hmm. curious what it was going to look like. And the way that the alien looks in this, it's sort of similar to that Genesis video. I forget the name of the, the but the one yeah, with the puppets, Land of Confusion. Land of Confusion. They
1: were the sp- spitting, they were like the puppets from the British show Spitting Image. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it's, that, it's 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 kind of like creepy but humorous at the same time, which I yeah. feel like this is in similar territory to Dead Alive with that, where the overall vibe is creepy but humorous, and a, a lot of times the humor is what gets you to drop your guard so that you're actually afraid a moment later. It's a really, it's kind kind of like Evil Dead you know what I mean? Like Evil Dead is still a scary movie. Or Evil Dead Two is probably the best example of that where it's yeah. it's scary but funny. Um you know, Evil Dead Three is kind of more funny than it is scary. But Evil Dead Two is properly scary and funny. This is a properly scary and funny movie, where you 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 know, and also the grit and the low budgetness of it kind of adds to that. It makes it more believable somehow. When it's low budget, you can kind of believe these are real places. I don't know why. Um, it's just something about the graininess of the film and the the fact that a lot of the actors look like real people. They don't look like movie stars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a groundedness. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 weird like you know when Derek uh, takes out his bag and pulls out the sword and stuff and he's got like the ziploc bag with the apple and the sandwich in it and stuff it was just such a, a quirky little <laughs> detail I, I mean, it's just a th- completely throwaway detail but I, I, I actually kind of like that and uh, it just it just seemed like something a another movie wouldn't do and, uh, and well, it was probably his real lunch he had with him just to, well <laughs> just yeah why, why would you shooting by himself out
0: on this Well you probably would not want to waste the money on on fake food, right? You'd probably want to like make <laughs> yeah. sure that food goes to some use.
1: <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it, but it's. Uh... But, yeah, I, I I was, you know, I mean, once again, you know, obviously, I was I was watching it with this time. in the first time I saw it, like you, def- it's definitely the cliff scene where he falls off. That is the point where you're like, wow, all of a sudden this movie just kind of went up in our estimation. We were watching it, Cause, you know, you know, back then, you know, you'd rent a movie, you'd watch it with your friends and it like. You'd kind of watch it to the end, no matter how bad it was. And if, you know, you know, like I said, sitting around with a group of friends, you might be making fun of it, you'd be talking a bit. It's one of those kinds of movies. But yeah, that was, I was like, okay, this is, this is something special
0: here. Well, and the other, I think the other reason why this kind of movie appealed to, to, to people like us when we were kids too, and again, I didn't see this one when I was a kid, but I saw movies like this. They looked like movies that were achievable you know what I mean look like movies that like you'd watch and be like I could make a movie like this and you'd kind of want to go into your backyard and make a movie if you could you know so the, yeah. there was a uh, the 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 gap between you and the filmmaker there was a lot less distance between you and that filmmaker than you know somebody making a real big budget movie or something and and, and also you were kind of i don't know because of that you were also a little bit more at the same level as as the as the director or the writer in terms of humor, in terms of the con, you know what I mean? Like when, when, when I first saw Dead Alive, that felt like a movie that was written and made by one of my friends or something. Do you know what I mean? It had that kind of closeness to my, where my, you know, just where my mentality was. Um, It was actually another topic I wanted to bring up based on that was, you know, what happened to Peter Jackson? How did, how did all these great, schlocky directors right who like how do you go from making dead alive to making lord of the rings you know it's it's a and how do you go from making evil dead to that horrible spider-man movie like it, it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I don't understand the. In a way, it's it's it, obviously I'm joking because it's a step up for them. Like Peter Jackson is famous because he made Lord of the Rings, and Sam Raimi is famous.
1: Well, I think I he think did a good job with those. You yeah, know what I mean, but it's
0: but it's a, know, but I it's mean, a I step kind of, down for of, a fan.
1: There is a- there is peter jackson's trajectory is more complicated than that because he made he made this and he made meet the feebles and he made dead alive and those are kind of one category but he also made heavenly creatures
0: yeah yeah which
1: was a critically acclaimed dramatic movie with with imaginary fantastical elements to it but that was that was just a really fantastic serious movie i mean and, um, so Sa-
0: like, sam you know, Raimi made the hudsucker proxy and the quick and the dead you know he had
1: the hudsucker proxy was cone brothers actually
0: Well, he was the writer. He was the writer for it. Oh, he
1: wrote that? I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean... But The Quick and the Dead, he directed. He directed The Quick and and the the Dead.
1: Yeah, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, well, the thing is, too, I mean, there's, I feel like there's a smaller bridge between making quirky 80s, uh weird horror movies and making superhero movies to an extent it's yeah. like uh, it's 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 still in the same ballpark to an extent whereas i feel like you know
0: well wasn't that wasn't that the first real like i mean i know there was batman back when we were kids with um uh what's his name tim burton and stuff burton, yeah. but uh, but those were like a certain kind of Batman movie. But I feel like it was the Spider-Man movies that really launched the huge wave. I
1: would of, say it was the X-Men movies.
0: It was the, it was X-Men, the X-Men, X-Men movies? Okay. Like the Spider-Man movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, did, when did the X-Men movies come out?
1: The very end of the 90s. I remember it was the end of the oh, 90s. Oh, really? Was it? Kind of, and Spider-Man came out 2001, so okay. I remember there's the whole thing where they had to remove, they, they had to pull the trailer because it had the two towers in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that happened to Sopranos too. They had to take it out of the. It was in the rearview mirror in the oh, intro okay. scene. They had to take it out of the rearview mirror. Like nobody's gonna notice that. That I don't. I don't understand. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, but I don't know. I I I always felt kind of bad that we had to like lose. The old Sam Raimi and the old Peter Jackson. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, like, Lord of the Rings was great. When they first announced that, I remember being nervous because I was like, well, I like Dead Alive. And I don't think I ever saw Heavenly Creatures. It just wasn't a movie for me, you know? But, like, I like Dead Alive, but I remember thinking, like, geez, the guy that did Dead Alive is doing Lord of the Rings? This is going to be a weird, weird Lord of the Rings because I, all I could imagine was, like... What did he do? Like Dead Alive and well, the, uh, Frighteners were the Frighteners. The
1: Frighteners. He already made a Hollywood movie. But
0: The Frighteners right? was weird. The Frighteners was still a strange movie. Do you know what I mean? It was. It, it was.
1: Um, well, I can remember my thought, actually, when I heard he was doing it. With, yeah, my initial reaction, of course, was like you. like, wow, what a crazy choice. And then but I was thinking about like the the, like, the villain in the Frighteners, like, I was like, wow, that's a really good template for, like, what the, uh, what the ring rates would look like. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking, wow, you know, it's like, he does... He does kind of have, you know. It's like if you're playing with that kind of visuals, it's like I could see this working,
0: well, and and it did uh, work. It did. Work. I liked the Lord of the Rings movies, and I, I but I, I I and I think the reason it worked is because he was a proper nerd. Do you know what I mean? He was a proper oh, sure. geeky guy who liked Lord of the Rings. And if they had brought in some other big director who didn't really have that kind of affection for Lord of the Rings from an early age, it yeah. wouldn't have. Like I wouldn't. Like I like Lord of the Rings, but I would not certainly not trust myself if I were a director to direct Lord of the Rings. I would yeah. I would reach out to somebody else I know who's more of a Lord of the Rings, like you know, who's read the Silmarillion and done all these things. Um, so, yeah,
1: you know, but, but I, I I don't know. I I feel like with uh with with the uh, with the Lord of the Rings movies. It, it, I mean, I think I think the Hobbit movies, actually, <laughs> I feel like more of his, you know, the, I mean, the, the, I didn't like the Hobbit movies. He did. And I feel like actually I felt like it was a mismatch because I felt more of kind of his ridiculous sense of humor mm-hmm. bled into those, and it wasn't the right kind. I, felt, I yeah. felt like it was it was a bad mesh between the old Peter Jackson and the new Peter
2: yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I agree with you. That,
1: uh, it, it just, they, they both kind of ruined yeah. each other. It's like, I'd be fine with him making another completely... Ridiculous horror movie. I'd be like, yeah, definitely. I'd see that, but I didn't like the, that kind of juvenile stuff kind of the, leaking into it's The Hobbit.
0: Well, well, I mean, The, the Hobbit it is a kids' book, so I didn't expect it to be like Lord but of the Rings. It's, but, it's, but it's not.
1: It's. I mean, it is a kids' book, but it's not. It's not that kind of kids. Yeah. Book. It's not. <laughs> you know, well, he, if it had been, if it didn't, if it had been a role doll adaptation having some grotesque, you know, gross humor in there, I'd be like, yeah, I can swing with that.
0: I mean, I, I here's my view on the Hobbit movies. Number one, I think it's a forgivable sin because he came in last minute as yeah, the new director I yeah don't,
1: i don't hold i don't have any grudge against it yeah. for it i just don't like them
0: but i found them incredibly dull and mm-hmm. i think the reason is you don't need three movies for a hobbit movie the hobbit's a short book so like lord of the Rings, you need three movies that made total sense that was a oh, perfect it, pairing the
1: cartoon of the hobbit is actually i think holds up very well the yeah. 1970s cartoon version i mean with a who
0: is it crazy. orson bean was orson bean the singer in that one
1: uh, he was well. He was uh, Bilbo. Yeah, he yeah,
0: was Bil- yeah. But uh, I, I got to tell you, I always liked those, but I could not stand the music. The music drove me crazy. <laughs> not not the not the orcish music that they used in like the Return of the King one and stuff, but like the the folky music. And I like folk Return music. Of the King, I did not care for. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, I kind of enjoyed the Return of the King. I, I liked the Return of the King because if you combine it with the the Ralph Bakshi movie? You get a more complete... Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't
1: really like the Ralph Bakshi movie. Really?
0: Oh, movie. Uh, what did you not like about the Ra- Ralph Bakshi movie? Because I loved it as a kid. I uh, saw that. That's what got me into Lord of the Rings was the Ralph Bakshi movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I probably... I uh, To be fair, I haven't really watched the Ralph Bakshi movie since the mm-hmm. mid-'80s shortly after I read Lord of the Rings. Okay. So, but I don't know. I mean, I'd I, I read the book and I had all this stuff in my head and it just wasn't fitting with it. I don't, I don't. Okay. Know it. That's all. I need to rewatch it in order to act. Well,
0: the most the most. Maybe gi- I would
1: like it now. I don't know.
0: The most jarring thing to me about that movie because I watched it in seventh grade in school. They played it for us, and that was that. I remember, like, I think that's when me and my friend Devin both. Got into Lord of the Rings. That was like our first real exposure to it, I think. He might have already known about it because he was more. Coming
1: from different directions, I'd already read the book when I saw it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I came at it from the opposite end. But the most jarring thing was the rotoscoping. That was the. The rotoscoping is. And it was weird because in places the rotoscoping really worked well, but there were other places where it felt like they did it lazily and they didn't wash out enough of the original imagery and it felt really weird seeing that kind of show through and I don't know if that was I don't know if that was a choice or if that was laziness but that always kind of bothered me in some of the scenes but 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 it was really atmospheric the Ralph Bakshi movie it was really dark which I liked it had a real dark vibe it was almost kind of scary and and also, you know, it had like John Hurt in it. You know, it had like you know i just I just I, I just love that that I, I
1: see, if I wanna if I wanna watch a John Hurt cartoon, I'll watch Watership Down.
0: I okay, do that a lot better. see I couldn't get into Watership Down for some reason. I don't, I don't but, know. But um I don't know it's it's just not my scene, I guess. But <laughs> not into rabbit. Yeah, rap, yeah, anything like the secret in Nim is about as far as I could get into that kind of stuff. And and that's probably because I saw it in the movies as a kid. But generally I'm not into watching, you know, anthropomorphic animals do things. It doesn't they're not really anthropomorphic, they're We're, just animals. Well that's even worse then. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh <sighs> Uh, But, yeah, getting back to Bakshi, honestly, there are no Bakshi movies I love. I mean, it's like I feel like I should like them more than I do, but Mm -hmm. there's just something about his movies that never quite comes
0: together for me in a way that I can really like. They have a distinct vibe, and it's either going to work for you or it's not. yeah. Like Fire and Ice is the one I remember really liking. That one also seemed more complete to me. The rotoscoping in that always felt much smoother than the rotoscoping in um, the Lord of the Rings movie. But uh, but it's not you know it, they're not for everybody, and and they're definitely they're definitely a different era of fantasy. Do you know what I mean? They're not. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but like when I did, when I did Satorius fire and ice had a huge huge impact on (laughs) that was one of the things i was thinking of when i was doing it um but uh but yeah so i uh, did we get your reaction to this movie by the way because we jumped into mine i don't know if we got your reaction
1: yeah no i i i I was still pretty impressed i wasn't sure what i'd think because Mm. it is i remember it being really cheap and i mean yeah, to anyone that wants to watch it, I mean, you definitely take it with a grain of salt. You need to be on board. You're watching yeah. Peter Jackson make, making a movie he started entirely on his own with no money and basically just slowly recruiting more and more people into it and it's growing over time. And uh, it's... But, yeah, I mean, there's you can, you can definitely see the... You know, so I, like I said, the, the action scenes, while not greatly executed, are really well conceived. It's a, lo- a lot of the humor is the humor's hit or miss in it. I mm. mean, a lot of it's just silly and doesn't quite land. But 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 some of it does. So it's like I, I feel like y- you've got to work with this movie to enjoy it. But mm. I, I I I found it pretty pleasant to go back and watch
0: myself. And uh, and also it's kind of fun going back to these old special effects, especially at the low low and for a low budget movie. They didn't do a bad job, I gotta say, for the no, time. I was saying Peter you Jackson
1: know. doing the special effects himself on top of the direction and stuff. He did
0: yeah
2: a
1: really nice job. And those masks too. I mean the articulation in the masks. You know the, when the leader's talking and everything. It's like those were really nice expressive masks.
0: My yeah. God. Yeah, I I agree. And the the house. The house was pretty impressive, too. The house spaceship that takes off into space. You know, that that could have looked so much... I've seen so many low-budget movies where stuff like that just looked awful. And here, I mean, it was comparable to, like... There was a movie called The Explorers. It was kind of comparable to that Like, it wasn't as high-budget as Explorers, but it was comparable in terms of how easily I believed some of the images I was seeing. Do you, you like know what I mean? That
1: movie with the kids who build the, build a spaceship. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I remember that movie. And I don't know why that
0: movie specifically left out to me. Maybe just cause it's kind of close in time. I think it's like two years before this, but it's
1: got like goofy looking aliens. And, yeah. Uh, um, that, yeah. So I, I can see some resemblance. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Like, I mean, like I can imagine this movie looking like explorers if it had a slightly bigger budget. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, Like, uh, but, but there was not a believability issue for me. Also, who is the bad guy? Lord crumb. Yeah. that guy that got to play Lord Crumb was perfect. I thought. I thought he was
1: really good. Yeah, no question. No question. He felt like the uh, he felt like the one ringer where they actually hired like everyone, Most of the people in the movie were, you know, most of them were fine for the kind of movie it was, but they clearly were not professional actors. It didn't well, seem like. But uh,
0: no, and you don't and you don't need that in a way. Professional actors like the they had the heavy metal character and they had the military character that were part of the team and they were kind. Kind of yeah. the, the two poles that were like the opposite ends. And then you had Derek is, you know, his own thing. But... I think that uh, if those guys were better actors, it might have been worse. Benefit, you know what I mean? I, I like the bad acting metalhead and the bad acting military guy uh, as as the buddies in the movie. Um, but uh, and, and 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 little touches with them were kind of nice, like the whole uh, the argument over the radio. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like a, where one of them wants to play the headbanging music, and the other one clearly isn't isn't enjoying yeah. it, and then. Yeah. And then when he blows up the guy's car, yeah, yeah. Tell it, you know, the, just the ridiculousness too that, the, like, this, the we're just going to go right to the rocket launcher because we have one almost. You know what I mean? Where,
2: yeah know,
1: like yeah, they set up early in there the box with the rocket. We're not going to need that today. So you're like, what's in the box?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it it had you know it had a lot of I don't know. There's just a lot of like it's definitely an '80s movie for sure, and it's definitely a low budget sort of horror. You know, tone shifting type movie as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would definitely say Dead Alive is a superior movie to this for sure. That's definitely a better movie. Uh, yeah, but
1: uh, the, the, the the email exchange we had picking this was that that. Brandon emailed me and said, "Oh well, I can't find Dead Alive, but Bad Taste, which I haven't seen, is available to watch streaming." And I said, "You know, I said it's. I said Bad Taste is not a better movie than Dead Alive, mm-hmm. but it is a schlockier movie." Yeah. And I would agree. So I would I agree. Like, so I was like, "This actually is a better choice yeah. for this
0: project," which intrigued me because Dead Alive is pretty schlocky. Dead Alive. De- dead Alive is. A... I don't. I don't mean to dead. Yeah. That. <laughs> it no, it just made me curious that there could, you know... Well, if that's not... If there's something that's more schlocky than that, I definitely want to know what it's all about. Um, I had a feeling
1: you'd like this, too.
0: Yeah, well, it's gross-out stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, the thing with the brain. The whole thing with Derek, his character cracks his head open. He has to keep putting his brains into his head and putting and, and then sealing the skull with a hat, and then when he loses the hat, he ties it with a belt. And, and he's like the one... Ca- like... At first, I was like, "Well, is this character's badass just because the director is playing him?" But but then I realized, no, this is kind of like a cool character concept. Like he he might just be playing him out of necessity. But he, it was a really interesting character. He's the one that in the end actually makes it onto the alien spaceship and is like, "I'm going to go kill all of you motherfuckers." Like he's a, like I forget exactly what he says, but he, he, he you know presumably Earth is saved because of Derek by the end of this movie. Um, yeah
1: yeah, and he puts on the uh, the alien skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's an intense
0: guy. He's a real intense guy. Yeah, uh, well,
1: like even before he cracks his head it's like his but to guess the alien, he's just he's just ready to, to like seriously torture this alien that he captures well, and he's just he's just he's, he's got a chainsaw in his trunk ready. You know, which, it, you know, he doesn't break it out until, you know, halfway through the movie, but it's
0: just that is the most harrowing scene in the film with the chainsaw because he's stumbling around because his brains are spilling out and he's constantly falling and the thing is, the moment he falls over and his brains spill out, he goes into a coma and he's got this chainsaw that's an excessive way to handle the alien that he's dealing with and all you're thinking is, my god, something horrible is going to happen to Derek with that chainsaw here, here it is, he's going to die any moment and, you know, it, it ends up you know working in the end also, it kind of reminds you a little bit of Ash from Evil Dead you know, it's got that it's got that, uh, you know, that ash vibe to it because of the chainsaw.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it, 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 it's reminding you of it. But I mean, I'm trying to think, when did Evil Dead 2 come out? I think that um, was
0: 86, wasn't it? I thought it was yeah, before. This
1: was, this was released in 87. And of course, it was made oh, four years to make. So e- Evil don't Dead don't know 2. I that was actually an influence or just.
0: Uh, so Evil influence. Dead 2 was 87. Did, um? But here's the thing: Did he lose have his a, hand?
1: Saw in the first movie though. I
0: don't think. Well, we did. I'm trying to remember because the first movie is it's, Evil Dead Two is really weird because they actually like redo most. They do the first movie in Evil Dead Two, but it's like all sped up and stuff, yeah. so it looks like it's part of Evil Dead Two, but it's actually. Different I think it's new footage if I remember. I don't think they just no, replay
1: I think the speed up, they do a sped up version of Evil Dead 2 at the beginning of Army of Darkness. I think that's what you're thinking
0: of. I'm pretty sure that they do that in the Evil Dead 2 as well. Oh, I don't know. We'll, you know what? We'll go back and watch Evil Dead well, 2 at some we'll point. Go to the video yeah. on that one. Yeah. Um but either way, I don't remember if he has the chainsaw in part one or if it's in part two. But definitely by top part two he's got the chainsaw.
2: Two, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Um and either way, you know, I'm sure the Evil Dead nerds will will assail us with their comments yeah the, i haven't uh, seen the
1: first one in a long time 1st so I, well, fir- I, I admit i could be wrong
0: well the same here i saw the first one once out of a sense of completion but it's honestly not as good of a movie as part two part two is the one where like they really find their groove do you know what i mean yeah
1: well part one is is genuinely is, it's a more serious movie yeah uh, it's, and it is genuinely creepy in parts. But, uh, yeah, just going in the opposite direction and, like, really embracing the goofiness in the second one is where it's, it really kind of comes into its own.
0: Well, just all those slapstick elements... And mm-hmm. and also how like uh, Bruce Campbell is just able to really do what he's good at in that movie. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, kind of like the Jim Carrey of B-movies.
1: I being a chainsaw in the first one, because I think that's one of those second movie elements. where mm. The hero running around with a chainsaw was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, the der- the thing with the brain spilling out was just perfectly done in this movie. I, I really liked that. And. And and also, I like that Derek is this character who he's nerdy. You don't expect him to be a badass by the end of the film. Do you know what I mean? You you think he's going to be the first guy to die because he seems to be way over his head in terms of he's this nerdy looking guy who doesn't seem physically imposing at all, especially the way that uh, Peter Jackson does his hair and stuff and has the glasses on and. And he's tormenting the alien, you're like, this guy's gonna get creamed and then eventually he does kinda get creamed, but he gets back up and he's just, you know he, he he's so he's such he's such a badass that the two other characters who are way stronger and taller than him, just run away from him because he's such a maniac by the
1: Well yeah, I think that's the way reason it works. It's like I think if you just made that character suddenly start acting like a badass, it wouldn't work. But they make him he just becomes kind of a psycho. Yeah. Fast, partway through the movie, well, well, I, to a degree, he's kind of psycho the whole time. Well, but increasingly psycho as the movie goes on, and that's why it works because he's
0: he's <laughs> he's, he's best. A no, lunatic. yeah, no, and 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 I think we all kind of remember kids like that when we were when we were young who were mm-hmm. they were they were both kind of nerdy but also like they had a screw loose and and he was one of those kind of people like he and 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 so that character worked for that reason i think you're right because if he had started out as a proper just like a nerd and and again i'm just using that term because it's it's easy to describe you know i'm not denigrating nerds here but like i think we both consider ourselves pretty nerdy but uh but he, if he just started out as a nerd and and then became a badass it would be it'd be like you say just it, it, It wouldn't be a believable transformation, but because that stuff is already present in the character, because he's kind of a psychopath, it's believable. In the end, that he's just even more crazy because of whatever happened to his brain. So, um, and also he puts alien brain in his head at one point too. That's right.
1: Oh, that's some more in there.
0: Well, because he lost a little bit in one of the falls, and so I think it's just for a sense of making sure he still has the same level of intelligence. Um, (laughs) But. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think that that last part—it's like he, he can't even quite fit it all. He's kind of squeezing his the piece of his skull back on. It's kind of oozing out the sides a bit.
0: But uh, but definitely, I do know that I for sure will want to do something bad taste inspired at some point with the schlock thing. If I end up making <laughs> a bunch of them, um, it, it, it this would this is like the perfect RPG scenario in every way
1: it really way. is it is actually yeah having that team come
0: in well you know why because the best rpg scenarios in my opinion are ones where the gm doesn't really have to plan out okay this is what's going to happen here and this is what's going to happen here there's just a scenario and the and then what happens is kind of how the players decide to tackle it do you know what i mean so and, yeah it, it's
1: i mean it's it's this, this movie the, the just the way things happen it's not it's not like it's a tightly. played plotted movie there's just kind of all these weird sequences of events that happen and like action scenes but there's not yeah it's it, it's it's very loose in a lot of ways as far as the, the way things progress in it
0: i mean it's it's almost just kind of character driven the only one bit that feels like a little artificial and like they were intending it to happen by coincidence of events was the guy who ends up in the pot do you know what I mean the guy who runs away and he goes to the house yeah. and it just so happens to be the house that the aliens are operating out of and he ends up, you know, in a in a some kind of weird, you know, baking pot where they're going to eat him for a feast. So, but that was the only one that really felt that way. All the others felt pretty natural and organic and like they were just kind of uh, happening because that's where the characters went with things. So,
2: yeah.
0: Um so yeah, I, I definitely could see this being a, a good RPG scenario for sure. And and also it's got potential to like really grow because once Derek gets in that spaceship and goes after the aliens, you know, that's <laughs> potentially where the campaign is gonna go. So you now have like this this whole other like second scenario where, where you're you're dealing with the alien home planet or something. And so yeah. You, you know, you know what the aliens in this reminded me of actually? It did, they don't remind me of aliens from any movie they remind me of the aliens and of space as they were handled in the space quest series by sierra the the video okay. games okay. it's got that kind of a vibe more than anything else to me it's got like a or like a like a cartoon space sort of thing going on it, it, it i i i i couldn't really think of i'm trying to think of a movie that came out before this that maybe had aliens that were kind of similar though so, did idiots from outer space come out before this do you remember that movie i
1: don't think i've seen that one.
0: No. Oh man um uh, hold on let me make sure i got the title of that right um <laughs> i think it. oh i think it's morons from outer space let me see yeah morons from outer space um 1985. It, it, it felt more in that realm than in like an alien than an aliens realm or you know something you know more typical science fiction. Um,
1: yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I have not seen that.
0: That, that might be one that we can add to our. Uh, I don't know if it's sufficiently schlocky or not. Um, okay. I mean, it's got it's got it's. It, tell you what, well after this is done, you can watch a preview of it and you can tell me if you think it looks sufficiently schlocky. Um, Okay. Okay. I don't remember the plot at all. I just remember a few key scenes. But I remember watching it as a kid. Um... So yeah, so so again, this is I I think. Is there anything else we want to add before we sign off? We've been going on for like forty minutes here.
1: Uh, I think I've said what I needed to say so far. Yeah.
0: All right. So so we'll be back on again. We're going to do Farscape again too soon, and we'll have other episodes of other things. Uh, You know, if if you listen to this and you got this far and you have any schlocky recommendations definitely send them to us because i you know you know schlocky movies are these kinds of things like you just saw with morons from outer space where we didn't always we weren't 100 percent aware of all the schlocky movies that were coming out when we were growing up so if you if you know of one that you think we should do let us know and until then we will talk to you later